You're listening to a podcast from Victory. A relationship with Jesus promises grace and rest. Dig deeper into this truth in week three of our series, Beyond the Science. Uh, we're going to look at the third miracle in the book of John. Uh, and it can be found in John chapter 5, verse 1 to 18. I'm going to read 18 verses. So medyo mahaba po. Pero kung di pa kayo nagbasa ng Bible, pagkakataon nyo na to. Okay, I'm going to read from verse 1, and you can read along with me. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. This is the capital of the Jews. Now, there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool in Aramaic called Bethesda, which was five roof colonnades. In this lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. Now, the, the next part is not in, the, uh, in your Bible. If you can see from chapter 3, jump to chapter 5. Uh, but I have included there what it's in the footnotes I'm going to explain later. Uh, paralyzed wholly or in part, waiting for the moving of the water. Verse 4, For an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool and stirred the water. Whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was healed of whatever disease he had. One man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be healed? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I'm going, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Get up, take up your bed, and walk. And at once the man was healed, and he took up his bed and walked. Now that day was the Sabbath, and that's very important. Later we'll uh, find out why. Verse 10, so the Jews said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath, and it is not lawful for you to take up your bed. But he answered them, The man who healed me, that man said to me, Take up your bed and walk. They asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Take up your bed and walk? Now the man who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn as there was a crowd in the place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you are well. Sin no more that nothing worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had healed him. And this was why the Jews were persecuting Jesus because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, My father is working until now and I I'm working. How many of you are encouraged that God is at work in your life? God is not only at work during their time, God is at work and very much involved in our life at this moment. This was why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. So, uh, very uh, in- fascinating and powerful. Uh, story about this man and again there are many things that we can find in common with this lame man with this paralyzed man maybe physically we are not paralyzed but uh, we're going to see that we have a lot of things in common now as i unpack this story and uh, see what the sign which uh, this miracle is pointing us to i want to break this down into three parts i want to talk about the pool i want to talk about the man and the Sabbath. So the first one is the pool. The, the pool in Bethesda. Bethesda means house of mercy. 
And we're told that in this place, people with all kinds of sickness and diseases, they would come together in this place. Now, again, if you read the Bible from chapter 3, jump to uh, chapter 5, because in the original manuscript, uh, verse 4 wasn't there. But theologians included it sa footnote po, so that we will have a better context of what's happening here. Why is it that there's a lot of, lot of invalid people coming together, blind, lahat na, no? Bulag, pipe, paralyzed, may bad breath, um, lahat na, may uh, trangkaso. Kasi, can you imagine during their time, there's not uh, an available hospital in every town or city. So, pag may sakit sila, I mean, they try everything just to get well. So, I would imagine... Not only people with serious physical condition, but even people who are, siguro kahit trangkaso lang, or high fever, they will be there. So many people. Now, now here is the superstitious belief of the people. That an angel once in a while would come and stir up the water, and pag gumalaw po yung water, the first person to get into the pool will get the miracle. Now, can you imagine how intense it was in that place? Every day. So, kaya inabot siya ng 38 years. Can you imagine yung paralyzed? Parang, <laughs> kahit natulog na lahat, siya yung nakakita. Parang, ang hirap, 38 years. Na-imagine ko, mga nauuna doon, yung may mga ubo, may mga lagnat, kasi mga bulag din. Uy, gumalaw, gumalaw. <laughs> Di nila alam. Pero may mga lagnat. So, 38 years. Can you imagine the situation of this guy? They have this, this superstitious belief, but... But maybe you would think, oh, during their time. But you know, even in our own nation, we have our own superstitious beliefs. May ganito tayong version, like for example, the one in Bulacan uh, being celebrated every May annually, Uban- yung Ubando, diba? You know, I just researched it. I realized that people are going there every year. And people who are believing for a miracle to have their own babies, they would join this and kailangan sumayaw ka. Kasi they are... Uh, the belief is that the dance is a form of prayer inviting the spirit of life to come into the womb. So talagang totodo mo. Pag nahando ka sa stream, gusto mo? Sampo. So we have our own version. There are places that we go to here in the Philippines where we believe where that we can get miracle from. Now, the pool of Bethesda no longer exists today, but that way of thinking still remains. We have our own version of the pool. There is something, well, we have something or someone other than Jesus that we look to as our ultimate source of happiness. You know, these people are looking at the pool at that time and the pool represents their greatest dream and hope. It represents their future. It represents their, uh, their security. It represents their joy and meaning in life. Ang iniisip nila lahat, mapapunta lang ako dyan. Then life will be great. Then I will be happy. Then my problems will be fixed. Then the future will be bright. Then life will be so much different. That's all they're thinking. Now, that thinking is, is still with us today. Our version of the pool, for some people, that's their career. That's marriage. That's a boy or a girl or that's money, or material possession, thinking that if I only get that, then I will be fulfilled. If I get that, then I'll be secured. We look to something or someone other than Jesus, 
as a source of our identity, meaning, purpose, security, fulfillment, and joy. Other than Jesus. Ang tawag po sa Bible, nagiging idol. Good thing that became the ultimate thing. But you know, these things cannot hold up our expectation. This will fail us because these things, though are good, are not the reason for living. I like what Tim Keller said one time. He's a pastor uh, uh, in, in the U.S. And he said, if we look to create the things to give us the meaning, hope, and happiness that only God Himself can give, it will eventually break our hearts. It can't. You know, it's like the, the ultimate source or, and meaning for our existence is Jesus. If we substitute it with something else, you know, it's like eating junk food every day, making it your daily diet. Parang okay naman yung mga chips, okay naman yung McDonald's, okay naman yung mga soda. But if that's what you eat every day as your ultimate or main source of diet, how many of you know you're going to eventually get sick? And so in the same way, Jesus is our ultimate source, the pool. Now, the man. Now, the Bible never mentioned when or how it happened. We're just told that what's clear in the Bible is that it's been like that for 38 years. And it was a direct consequence of his past sins. Kasi no nakita siya ni Jesus, sabi sa kanya, Oh, you're well. Sin no more or something worse. So that something worse will happen to you. So it's a direct consequence. I remember one pastor said, we can always choose our sin, but we can never choose our consequences. And sometimes we take lightly uh, sin that we commit. Now, I'm not saying that every bad thing that happens to us, it's because of sin. But what I'm saying is the Bible says that sin will not go unpunished. But here's what I like about Jesus. When he went to this man, he asked him a question. He said, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? Si Jesus parang Pinoy, ano? Yung, nagtat, yung tinatanong yung obvious. Alam mo, nakapila ka? Tagal mo na ang haba ng pila nandun ka. Tapos tatanungin ka, nakapila ka, manong? Hindi. <laughs> Tambay lang. Papahangin <laughs> lang. Yung obvious naman. Nakapang-swimming ka. Nakaboard shorts. Swimming ka? <laughs> Hindi. <laughs> wedding. Ano <Tandaan> wedding? <laughs> obvious to... Now, imagine Jesus asking this guy. It's like going, it's almost like going to the hospital and you see a guy hooked up to an IV and oxygen. Tapos tinanong mo, gusto mong gumaling? Hindi, gusto ko lang gumastos dito. Tusok-tusok lang. Parang ganun, ano? Now, the question is, why did Jesus ask him that question? I can think of two reasons. One is, maybe not everyone there really want to get well. Sa sobrang dami ng tao, maybe some of them, they already accepted their status and situation and they are enjoying it already. Meaning, may mga nagbibigay, may mga nag-aabot, may mga benefits, may mga blessing. Settle na tayo dito. Maybe not everyone who's there really want to get well. It's almost like the picture of church. Because you have all kinds of people in church, but not everyone who's in church really want to get right with God. That's just the reality. Some people go to church expecting God to change their situation without God changing them. People go to church for different reasons. Tanungin mo nga yung katabi mo. Can you look at the person? Sabi mo sa kanya, why are you here? 
Why are you here? Do you want to get well? Do you want to know Jesus? Do you want to get right with God? Do you really want to address the main issue, the root? Or we just want a band-aid solution? Now, second reason that I can think of is that when, when Jesus asks questions, it's not that He is clueless about what's happening. Like in the book of Genesis, when, when God asked Adam after they sinned, and they're in the garden, and then God came, He said, Adam, where are you? It's not, he asked that not because he don't know where he is. The question is, where are you? It means, ano nangyari? What happened? So he asked this guy so that he can draw out what's inside his heart. Now, it was a simple question. You can actually answer also with, with a simple answer. You can say, yes. Kung kilala mo si Jesus, di ba? Kung kilala mo si Jesus, tas tinanong ka ng ganun. Gusto mong gumaling? Yes. But this guy, hindi niya kilala si Jesus, no? Hindi, yes or no yung sagot niya. Ang sabi niya, every time I would try, <laughs> tinatry ko naman. <laughs> May nauuna lang lagi. Eh. So in-explain niya. Explain siya. Basically, what he was trying to say is that I tried many times but I failed. How many of you here, there are areas in your life where you tried and you failed? Parang, no problema. You know, I, I had a conversation this week, just this week, with a bright young man who met with me, first time na I met, uh, he was just introduced to me, and he want to get right with God, he wants to end an immoral relationship. And the summary of our conversation, he said, I'd been trying to end it since December last year. I would make a, a decision to end only to find myself going back to the same sin patterns. Then I tried it again January, then February, then March. Sabi niya, Pastor, ako na sa April. Kaya lang, I don't know what... I've tried, but I failed. Don't know what to do. Don't know what to say. Yung mga, kuma, yung mga tumawa, matatanda na rin. Mga millennials, clueless. Huh? Yun. Google nyo na lang, no? So, he, he was telling me, I don't know. I tried. And some people get, they, they lose heart. They would go to church. They would try it for a few weeks and few months. Then sasabihin rin, di naman nag-work. Di naman nag-work. I was reminded of the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 7, verse 15 to 18. And then 24 to 25. Here's what Paul said. For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. How many of you can relate? Sometimes may ganun ka. The very thing you don't want to do, you end up doing. That's Paul, he said. And then, now if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what's right, but not the ability to carry it out. It's like being paralyzed. It's not that we don't understand what's right from what is wrong, it's just that we are not able to do it. And so Paul said, verse 24, Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? 
Praise God, there is a good news. Praise God, there is a solution. He said, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. How many of you can testify that through Jesus, you've been set free? God is not yet done and through with you, but you've been set free. You've been delivered. The man didn't know who Jesus was. Ito yung amazing, ano? it's a message of grace. Hindi naman niya kilala si Jesus, tapos yung sitwasyon pa niya, kasalanan niya. Dahil may ginawa siya, this is the result. But here's what happened. Here's what Jesus did in verse 8. Jesus said to him, get up, take up your bed, and walk. Jesus healed him. Jesus reached out to him. He didn't deserve it. He was healed not because he's a man of faith. He was healed because he's righteous. He was healed not because he's faithful. No, he was healed because of the grace of God. He don't deserve it, yet Jesus did it anyway. How many of you are grateful for the grace of God? How many of you know you are here because of the grace of God? I am here because of the grace of God. I don't deserve to be here. I don't deserve to experience the goodness of God. I don't deserve our marriage. I don't deserve our children. I don't deserve being alive today and receiving the favor of God. There's only one explanation for all of these things. It's the grace of God. And, and that's why you, are, you and me are here. I wrote here something and I'd like to read so that I won't, I'll be able to say it right. The man did not get healed because he got up. He got up because he was healed. And there's a difference. The first one, that's religion. Yung religion, okay, ayusin mo sarili mo, and you will get right with God. Get up, and you will be healed. That's religion. Kaya dati, pag invite ako sa church, tara, punta tayo sa church, sabihin ko, ayusin ko muna yung sarili ko. Pag okay na ako. That's my mentality, that's religious mindset. I'll stand up first, and then I'll get right with God. But grace is, because you're healed, because you're forgiven, now you can stand up. Now you can live pure and holy life because of what Christ has done for you. It's not about what we've done. It's about what Christ has done for us. And we have to be reminded over and over again. Because we have the propensity to go back to works mentality. We have the, this propensity to go back to religion. To work our way to God. But it's about the grace of God. You know, there's this saying that uh, God helps those who help themselves. How many of you heard that? It's not in the Bible. We can see from this story that it was God's initiative, not the man's initiative. Hindi yung tao yung nauna, si God. He was helpless. He can actually not do anything. He cannot help himself. That's why Jesus reached out to him. The Bible says, while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. It was God who reached out to us. It was God who, who gave us His grace. And, but, but here's the sad thing about this man. The, this man witnessed and personally experienced the work of God. But he missed the sign. Possible pala yun, ano? It's possible to experience answered prayers. It's possible to experience miracles and blessings and promotions and increase and healing and restoration of relationship and still miss a relationship with Jesus. That's why one of the exhortations for us from this story is do not stop with the blessing. 
Don't stop with the miracle. It's simply a sign. Para tayong yung sign ng resort, nag-camp na tayo dito. Okay na ako, magandang pamilya, okay yung mga bata, okay ang negosyo, okay ang bahay, okay lahat, okay na. But church, church na lang tayo every Sunday. No, don't stay there. It's pointing us to somebody who is greater. Greater than material possessions. Life is not all about money. Life is not about just you getting all that you... No, no. Life is about Jesus. Life is about knowing Him. The Bible says this is eternal life. Eternal life is not something we only experience after we die. When we get to heaven. Ah, ito na eternal life. Be with Jesus for... No. The Bible says this is eternal life. To know Him. To know Jesus. To grow in our relationship with God. And last thing is the Sabbath. In verse 9, And at once the man was healed, and he took up his bed and walked. Kabe no? Sabi ni Lord sa kanya, Tayo ka, and pick up your mat. Kailangan mo pa ba yung mat? This represents your 38 years of, siguro waste, parang sa kanya, wasted years. Not so good memory. Many times may ganun tayo, there are things in the past, that how we wish, nobody would know. We have things in the past where, we're so embarrassed about. But you know, if you are in Christ, God doesn't want you to hide that. He wants you to pick that up because that is a testimony of the grace of God. In fact, your mess is your message. That I was once like that. Kung wala si Lord, wala, wala. Gulugulo buhay ko. But because of Jesus. What's the explanation for the life you're living today? And so, sabi niya, pick up your mat. Kaya nakita ng mga tao. Pero alam mo, gabi yung mga religious people, ano? Instead of praising God for the miracle, can you imagine, 38 years, kung makakita ka ng ganun, classmate mo, relative mo, 38 years na ganun, tapos, ang lakas, nagbo-ballroom. How many of you here, mapapawaw ka? Praise God! Ito mga to, hindi napawaw eh. Ang nakita nila, but dala mo yun? Kasi, sorry ano, sobrang legalistic very religious, more religious than you and me. These guys, the Jews, they don't want to break the Ten Commandments. So what they did is they've added more rules so they will not disobey the Ten Commandments. <laughs> so like, do, the, the, do not keep the Sabbath holy. Commandment number four. Dahil ayaw nilang i-break yun, they came up with more rules. Like, do not cook. Do not carry anything heavy. Do not brush your teeth. Mga ganun. Kasi pag ginawa mo yon, baka ma-break mo yung Sabbath. So they're legalistic. So nung nakita nila tong paralyzed man carrying his mat, hindi nila nakita yung goodness ni God. Ang napunan nila, but mo break yung religious rule natin? Grabe no? Legalism. But, but my point is this. Why is it that of all the days, bakit Jesus did the miracle on a Sabbath? There is, this is part of the sign. And this is where I want to end. Sabbath means rest. It's taking a day uh, off from work. That's your way of declaring to God that, Lord, I can rest from my work because everything is dependent on you, not on me. You're the one holding everything in your hand. You bless me not only when I'm, work, when I'm working, you also bless me when I'm resting. So I can rest. I don't have to kill myself. I don't have to spend all my life working. I can rest. And you know what that represents to us? 
the, the Sabbath that's supposed to bring rest to the people is giving them a heavy load to carry. Yung religion naging pabigat. That's why religion is worthless. We don't need religion. We need Jesus. And Jesus came in and gave this man the rest that he's longing for. Because Sabbath is not just about external. It's not just external rest of the body. It's about inner rest of the soul. That's what the Sabbath represents. Hindi lang to a day off from work. In the Bible, in the Old Testament, uh, God used the Sabbath as an illustration of freedom from slavery. When He set them free from uh, Egyptian slavery, then He said, practice Sabbath, because that's a reminder for you. You're no longer a slave. You're free. Everyone say free. Now I want to bring this home to us, an application to us. You know, unless our hearts find rest in God, we will be forever restless. Parang may restlessness sa puso natin. But ganun, parang, I'm always longing for something. You know, there's this feeling na there's something missing. There's this, re- because you know we're re- created for relationship with God. And because we know we're not able to restore the broken relationship because of our sin, there's this feeling of restlessness. We're trying to work our way to restore the, the relationship with God. We're trying to work, we're trying to practice religion so that we can find our way back to God. But it's not fixing it. You know, I like uh, what John Piper said, uh, one pastor, he said, indeed all human beings are homesick for God. They just don't know it. And we're trying to look for something to fill, to, to fill in that void in our heart. Atong nafi-feel ko na loneliness, itong nafi- malagyan nga ng relationship, malagyan nga ng boilet. I mean, all these things we're trying to, ano ba magpapasaya sa akin? Ano ba magpapasaya sa akin? What would give me that peace? And that's what Jesus was offering. And Jesus is offering to you and me. This miracle is pointing us to the rest that all of us are longing for. Because if what you want is just an answered prayer to your current problem, you will celebrate for now, but not for long. Oh yes, answered na, na-provide na yung 10,000 or, or 10 million, yes. Afternoon, may bago na naman. And we're always longing, not realizing it's Jesus. That's why Jesus identified Himself as the Lord of the Sabbath. And second to the last verse in Matthew 11, verse 28 to 29. That's why here's what Jesus is offering to us. Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. You will find rest for your soul. Jesus is giving us that invitation. Jesus revealed himself as the Lord of the Sabbath. What do you need? Do you want to get well? Do you want to get right with God? Do you want to find that peace with God? It's pointing us to Jesus. Pointing us to Jesus. And... You know, Jesus came to do for us what we are not capable of doing for ourselves. To pay the penalty for our sins, He did that by dying on the cross. And on that cross, you know what Jesus said, the last words of Jesus before He died? He said, He didn't say, I'm finished. No, He said, it is finished. Now we can stop working. Now we can stop, stop or our, our religion. 
Because Jesus did the work for us. Now we can find rest in Him. Now I can stand before God and have peace with God. I can enjoy this relationship. I can, I can live for God. And that's what He's offering. Now as I, I want to end here, when in verse 17, Jesus said, My Father is working until now, and I am working. God is working in our hearts. Maybe for some of you here, you're, you're here for the very first time, but I want you to know, even before this day, God is already working in your heart. Maybe God has been sending people already to share to you the gospel, inviting you to church. I don't know what, what mediums and, and channels God is using to speak to you. For some of you, it's a gentle whisper in your conscience. That every time you're about to do something that you know is against the will of God for your life, there's this tension in your heart. shake off. There's just something bothering you. That is God's way of speaking to you, telling you, go back to Him. He is at work. The religious leaders missed the sign. The man missed the sign. My prayer is that we will not miss Jesus in our lives. And John 20, verse 31, this is my prayer, that we may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, we may have life in His name. My prayer is that we will come to that realization once and for all, not just a cliche, not just a statement that we're so used to saying to people, but I hope it will become real to our heart and we will be able to say that the purpose of living is Christ. That Jesus is greater than anything and anyone in this world. That I'm created to live for Him. Amen? Lord, I just remember the, the, the words of Paul in 1 Corinthians. He said that I rely on the power of the Holy Spirit so that man's faith will not rest on man's wisdom but on God's power. And tonight, Lord God, I just trust in the power of the Holy Spirit as your word is preached, as the gospel is proclaimed, that it's you who will work in our hearts, apply the word, open our blinded eyes, and give us understanding, and give us the ability to respond to you in worship, to respond to you in surrender. Lord, my prayer is the prayer of John, that we would know Jesus as the Son of God. And that we would believe in His name. That from intellectual faith, we will have genuine faith. Putting our faith in Christ and living for Him. Lord God, have your way. God, we just thank you for the message of grace. Thank you for the gift of rest from you. Lord, we thank you that now we can find rest in Christ. Thank you, Lord, for doing for us what we are not capable of doing. And that is to save ourselves and to change ourselves. God, we thank you for dying on the cross, paying the price, the penalty for our sins. And you said, it is finished. So thank you, Lord, that we can stop trying. We can stop struggling. And we can find peace with you. So thank you, Lord God, for what you've done. Thank you for what you're doing and thank you for the things that you're about to do. 
Thank you for saving us and changing us. And thank you for continually changing us. You're not yet done with us, Lord. So I pray, Lord, kung meron kang ginagawa sa buhay namin, if there are areas of our, in our lives where you are bringing healing, I pray we will not lose heart. I pray we would not think that it's not working. Rather, Lord God, we would see that you've healed us, but it's a process. Some miracles happens instantly, but some miracles is gradually taking place. So we receive that miracle in our hearts. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.